What's up, listeners? On this week's pod, Coin and I reminisce on an action-packed weekend of booze, baseball, and blown poker leads. With the NFL Draft coming up next week, we will draft the most unique names among the available prospects. And in honor of Steph Curry's blazing hot streak, Coin and I venture to put it in perspective by creating our own Smokey the Bear-style heat charts and make comparisons to other hot things. Of course, we'll play Stumptown, and then we out. Let's do it. That, my friends, is the sound of a couple crisp beers being cracked. And this is the sound of your favorite podcast, The Rookie Show. I gotta say, I'm pretty jealous. Every time you've been popping the bottle lately, ah, I'm jealous. The bottle popping, it's got a nice sound. Do you notice that on the when you listen back? It's like, oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. It's gorgeous. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's quite nice to be popping bottles, and it's nice to be here on the pod with you. Oh, it's great to be back with you, man. Love yeah. recording. Just love uh, just We're talking. Tick tock. Coin and Noel. We love to talk. We love to talk uh, about whatever comes into our head. So um, I am one of your hosts, Travis Noel. Mm-hmm. Joining me, as per usual, Mr. 503 himself, <clears throat> a.k.a. Doge Coin. Whoa. How did you just come to that? That's good. I, you were, I you were struggling know. for a bit. I watched you think for like struggling. 10 minutes. I was struggling. Mm-hmm. A what up? Doug coin. <clears throat> I know this much is true. A what up? A no. And that was oh the gosh, Spandau ba- Ballet. That's what I was listening to when we started. Oh, <laughs> I got it. I got it. Uh, that was gorgeous. Gosh, Thank we're you. really putting our listeners in a great mood here. As I, as I hope to do every teams. time. Uh, did you have a good weekend, Coin? Oh, I had a phenomenal weekend, Noel. Just, uh, playing a lot of poker, getting together with friends, mm-hmm. barbecues. It was good. stupid nice here, so. Mm. I'm jealous. Happy as can be. How's well, yours? maybe we'll get into some of that. Uh, mine was quite lovely as well, and I'll probably tell you more about it in our intro segment. Okay. Good. Then he lives so there So let's then. get into it. Then he lives there then. Uh, let's start with a little something bold and something brewed. Something Coin. Bold, something bold and something brewed. I always forget to sing, so I always Come on, jump you gotta the sing. Gun. It's the most important part. Uh, sing twice already. What are you drinking this evening, Coin? No, this evening I had for you. I just picked up a new uh, Sixer yesterday. You're not going to believe this. Mm. I went a different direction this time, and I actually went with a hazy IPA. Oh, wow. Switching it up. I like it. Uh, this one, I will say, phenomenal. Phenomenal IPA. I'm very happy okay. so far. Oh, good. It's, uh, Widmer Brothers Brewing, which is here in Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, Green Skies Hazy IPA. It's not a ton going on in the can, which, for a hazy, I guess, is kind of out of the norm in some sense. Like, it's just kind of this green sky, kind of looks like, uh, is it the Aurora Borealis? What is it? Northern Lights. Northern Lights. There we go. Both names. Oh, uh, and then just like wow. some black, like the black ground. It's 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 cool. It's just like not, not much going on, you know. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't pop out at you necessarily. It's kind right. of a cool feel. Right. Yeah. Some snowy mountains. Okay. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm very happy with it. Fantastic. The taste is yeah. <laughs> top notch. Especially in now that it's dummy nice here in Portland. It's hazy IPA season, baby. Oh, hazy IPA. S Z N. S Z. N. Uh, tangent off of that, so I, uh, Katie's gonna be out of town on Memorial Day weekend, and I, Sick. one of my coworkers has been looking to switch working weekends, so I volunteered to take Memorial Day weekend as a working weekend because I knew that I would be rewarded handsomely. And so he offered to buy me two four packs, he's a, he's a beer connoisseur, and he offered to buy me two four packs of his favorite IPAs, and then he also, Sent me some recommendations for Portland breweries for my bachelor party. So he recommended Great Notion was his top choice. Great Notion's pretty good. There? Been there. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else? What it's else? pretty good. What would you say? Oh, I could list them off. 
Culmination, Breakside, Upright. Oh, Breakside's really good. What's the threshold, other Threshold, Cascade, and I've never been to Threshold. Okay. I think I've been to Cascade, though. Okay. How do, why does this guy know Portland Brewery so well? I think he used to live there. And I mentioned oh, okay. I was going to Portland for my bachelor party. He's like, oh, I can tell you some places that I like there. He first said wineries, and I'm like, I would like that, but I don't think that's probably what we're going to do on my bachelor party. No. Yeah. I still haven't been to wineries. I need to go. Um, I do. You were just like, no, I don't remember. Two of my friends live there. It's good. We got it. What? Oh, that's what you I said. You have no yeah, confidence exactly. in me in our breweries? I don't, are we going to have time to hit breweries? Uh, ooh, I don't, I don't know if I'll have any time. I don't know if I'll have time. Uh, coin, I'll tell you what I'm drinking. I'm drinking a Bohemia-style Pilsner called Thresher from Brow Brothers Brewing in Marshall, Minnesota. It's uh, got the it's got the, the big tractor-looking thing that's cutting the wheat in the field, I believe. Would that combine? be a Thresher? Is that what a Thresher is? I guess. Could be. You can kind of see it in the background. It's called it a Combine, but... Similar to the... Thing. M- Similar to the Moo Juice I had last week, not a great label. It's the same mm-hmm. brewery. They don't. They must not put a lot of time and effort in their labels. Uh, the name Thresher, I don't know. Maybe it means something. Beer itself's pretty good for a pilsner. I like it. The word Thresher as a whole doesn't feel that good coming out of my mouth. I think, which is funny because I like the word Threshold a lot. Mm. Um, so I, I always thought it was like probably the, the part that was thresh sounds like thrash, which is good. But I think the thresh needs like a stern ending, like hold to bring it together. I agree. Thresher is not a, a pleasant word to say. Threshold's an interesting word because technically the SH should make the sh sound. Shold? So you shouldn't no. pronounce the H in hold. Right. You wouldn't think it should so. should be threshold. 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 Or... Threshold. That could also be true. Could be threshold. But both should not be. But either way, either way, either way. (laughs) Thresher, not good. But the beer's good. Uh, Anything else from something brewed for you? Let's see. What do we sometimes talk about the beers we had? Yeah, I I think that you're probably going to get to it. I pulled a knoll this weekend. Uh, we played poker with our buddies on Friday night. I ended up getting real drunk and let Travis goad me into Mm. playing every single hand after taking everybody's money and being up like a hundred dollars. I let him goad me into playing basically every hand and calling everything and then just losing a hundred bucks in like the course of an hour and a half. Yeah, it's true. He, he joined on late. He immediately won two huge hands and was up a hundred bucks talking. I think I won. I think I won the first five hands after I joined on. Yeah, I think so too. (laughs) <laughs> but it was glorious watching you dwindle to zero and then quit. That's fine. That's fine. I it deserved it. I was a little, I was definitely over cocky. I was talking all the shit. It was, it was worth it though. It was a great night. We played, uh, it was almost 4 a.m. by the time I finished. Mm-hmm. I, I think at like midnight I said, okay, I'm quitting at one. And then uh, four hours later it was uh, time to go to bed. So, And it's my mistake because I was the one that kept being like, nah, just stay, stay in play, stay in play. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the night that I lost it all, not the $200 night, but the next time we played, I, I did the exact same thing. It was me and Graham. I had like $120 and I convinced him to buy back and then he took it all from me. It was yep. idiotic. Yep. All right, Coin, why don't you give me something bold? All right, no, my something bold is that, uh, you know, as somebody who lives here in Portland, you think what we like as a people just kind of, you know, have the same kind of thing going on. But I actually think that burning down stores isn't good. So that's my something <laughs> bold. And uh, I really wow. wish it would stop. This last weekend, uh, people burned down the Apple store in downtown Portland and uh, mm. part of a Starbucks and part of uh, the Nike store. So uh, Antifa you know, whatever, left wing, whatever, whatever it is going on, they're just like, I feel like the Black Lives Matter movement should be more angry at them for like stealing their thunder and making this like an anti-capitalist thing, especially in the middle of like this Derek Chauvin trial and all this stuff going on. Weird, weird timing. Yeah. But more so, I just wish that the buildings were burning down. Yeah, there's that's gonna be the headline that all the like tabloids throw off of this rookie show podcast is Coin believes burning down buildings in bad. Okay. In bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so we're gonna get dogs by be... the left wings, but that's okay. 
they're going to be really up in arms that uh, you don't think we should burn down our buildings. So, yeah, uh, yeah people will jump at any opportunity to make it about them and uh, change the narrative, I guess. It's a shame. Yes, I agree. Uh, but on the more positive note, as I said, yes. I was back in uh, some breweries this weekend. It was it got up to eighty both of the weekend days this week here. It was glorious, and that means ass sweat showing at brewery weather. That's the best. <laughs> it's so good. I feel like I'm having deja vu. I remember you telling me ass sweat outdoor at a brewery story just just yesterday. It seems just yesterday. That's right. Wait, was that this earlier this pod? No, I'm just saying that you told it on another pod, a specific ass sweat at the brewery story on the pod yeah, one no, time. I'm saying exactly, it seems like just exactly yesterday. the feeling. You'd think, you'd think I'd be like, ah, man. It, it, I feel like the first one of the year, though, you're like, I kind of want to let the people know what they're in for. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So the ass sweat at the brewery thing, I don't really mind it as much. It would be great if it wasn't an ongoing thing. I think it's weird that you know, you know, at Shark in Shark Tank, they have those collared shirts with like the extra padded armpit for guys who sweat through their collared shirts more, so you don't have to wear the undershirt or whatever. I don't think I've seen that, but I believe that that's the thing. Why don't they make shorts for dudes <clears throat> with brewery ass sweat? I feel like this is a more common problem. Also, it would be a pretty funny pitch to. <laughs> This ever happened to you? You're at a brewery and you're just starting to sweat through your shorts, and you have to get up to go take a piss, and everybody's like, "Look at that fucking loser with the ass sweat coming right down." Everybody can see it. Everybody's snickering as you walk by. It's got to be something, though. I feel like you're just like sewing in a uh, feminine pad into the bottom of your shorts, which is fine. I would do that. <laughs> Actually, I would like to pay extra for somebody else to do that per- personally. Do you mind me asking what your uh, nair policy is these days? I haven't <clears> done it in a bit. I'm certainly pro <throat> still, though. I would like to do it. I don't know how okay. that would help with sweat. But uh, uh, I don't know. I'm just imagining it it being less absorbent. If, if oh, you just, were and then just like there. the yeah. imagine that slip slide around, just no hair, right. no friction. Right. Exactly. I just think I should nair again. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners want to hear all about this. It's a good process. I promise you guys. If any of our listeners are guys with some hairy bums, I promise you, nairing is going to change your life. You'll be one wipe for two weeks straight. It's amazing. Oh, man. Those single wipers are nice. Okay. That was uh, very nice. Thank you, Coin. Of course. Of course. Of course. What do you got? What's your something something bold, Noel? My something bold um, is is a take here, and I'm going to back it up. This take is going to live sporting events when they have limited capacity stadiums, is yes. actually way better than going during normal times. I can see that. I'm not sure if I firmly believe this, but here's my reasoning. Okay. On Saturday, I went to the Cubs game. It was my first baseball game in over a year and a half, probably, because mm-hmm. there was no uh, fans mm-hmm. last year. Went to Wrigley to see the Cubs versus the Braves. Now, keep in mind, you, the Cubs, uh, by all accounts, have been one of the worst teams in the league all year. They're in last place in their division. As a team, they are batting 192, which is dead last. Cubs have uh, been tough. Not good. It's, it's been tough. They haven't been able to hit. So needless to say, our expectations were low on uh, the Cubs' performance. Before the game, we're at my boy DJ Dank's house, drinking the this is another tangent, mango white claw teas. And I think I sent you guys a Snapchat of this. You did send a Snapchat. They were you said... pretty damn good. Okay. I was quite impressed. Much better than the Truly teas I had. So that's just worth worth your time. Maybe give that a shot. Okay. We also had a couple shots of Rumplements prior to the game. I fucks heavy with Rumplements. Yeah. Any Hoosiers, we were uh, getting a little toasted, got to the Cubs game, and, you know, we didn't have super high expectations. Turns out the Cubs just decided to turn it on for us, and they just blasted moon balls all day. They hit six homers that day, and, yeah, they hit six. It was that sounds 13 to fun. Two. That sounds and guess fun. what? Every time they, they hit a homer, they blast, whoop, there it is, over the speakers. Mm. And we were really drunk. And because it was limited capacity stadium, there was like entire rows around us of open space. So there was four of us. And we're just dancing and hugging and high-fiving and running up and down the aisles every time they hit a home run. We're doing the scoop, there it is dance instead of the whoop, there it is. Right, right, I'm right, dancing right. like... Like an elf when he's dancing to that song in the mailroom. When he's doing the, the jump doing up that. thing. 
Exactly. Yes. Doing that six Love different it. times during the game. And uh, it was overall one of the best experiences I've ever had at a baseball game. So, oh, my uh, God. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was fantastic. Now, we did drink a little too much, and then Katie and I went to bed at 6 p.m. and slept for 14 hours. But it was a good day. That also sounds great. I don't know why that <laughs> sounds bad. No hangover whatsoever. We walked. No hangover? We had five guys, five guys on the way home. This sounds like an incredible day. day. <laughs> sounds like a good day. Yeah, sounds like a good day. <laughs> so, oh uh, yeah, there you go. There's my ball take. I uh, I think I respect that. Um, I could see the limited capacity. Was it easier to get beers at the game, too, I imagine? Oh, my gosh. Beers, bathrooms, everything, shorter lines. I mean, many, many perks to this. Now... I think the whole point of being at a, if it's an important game of course, and the you're environment. at your home stadium, the environment and loud crowd and stuff, like that's some of the best experiences we've had at like Seahawks games are just when the crowd is noopid loud. But uh, there's definitely advantages to the empty stadiums. How, how much more were the tickets than like normal, would you say? Probably like twice as much i mean our tickets were like 70 bucks normally cubs and they were like pretty high up and normally cubs tickets for like high up i want to say are like 35 i mean you can get white Sox tickets for like five dollars but wrigley field is always expensive anyway so it was more expensive and uh we we definitely debated if it was worth paying 70 dollars for a regular season baseball game turns out it was well worth it so i i'm not i would one billion percent pay 70 dollars. probably would have paid like up to 100 bucks for like a big like a high up ticket don't care right like just right. to go to a exactly. sporting event at this point a sporting yeah. event in like a year yeah definitely exactly. worth it um similar note i guess is that what i was talking to one of my coworkers today and she actually got to go to opening weekend for the angels she's back down in la visiting her family mm-hmm. um and then the angels i guess were kind of down in the like eighth or ninth inning. So a year into the pandemic, she leaves the game early to beat traffic. Oh my gosh. Oh no. And misses. And they went a off. massive Shohei Otani home run in the ninth inning. <laughs> oh shit. That just boils my blood. I just, I can't I, even imagine why you would do that. She was telling me on a meeting today and I was just like, I could not possibly imagine. <laughs> like, I've like I've had this conversation with friends before. Like, I don't really care. I'm actually happy to go sit at a bar after to wait out traffic. It's better. Right. Sounds right. better. You get one exactly. more beer. Um, why why risk why risk missing it? I don't get it. Oh man, some people it just makes no sense. Just stay to the end. Just stay she to said she's like, oh, we had our parents with us, and they were you know kind of like early birds. They get a little tired, and I was like. Maybe Suck it up. Don't invite them to the Suck game. Suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> Old people are worse. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, that's all, all right. I had to add to that. I appreciate that. That has been Something Bold. Something Brew. <laughs> something Bold. Something Brew. <laughs> all right, Coin. Uh, briefly, we're going to touch on an upcoming event. Next Thursday night is mm. the opening round of the 2021 NFL Draft. Are you excited? I am so excited. I will see you at Dom's house. I believe Austin Nearpass and Alex Castens will be there. Nika will grab the pizza at the door. <laughs> Nika gonna, will be there. <laughs> Papa we're going to watch the Seattle Seahawks trade back into the second round and draft a running back again. That's right. Uh, I'm really excited for that. We might rep out a couple sets in the yard on the bench yeah, press. Yeah, why not? Why not? And... <laughs> Um, I'm very excited for the draft. Uh, do you have any wishes or thoughts on what your Falcons should do in the first round or really in the entire draft? What's your thoughts? Um, this is tough because, I mean, I feel like my, our whole thing, obviously, the biggest problem with the Falcons over the last 10 years has been that our defense is just trash. It's awful. So bad. Buns. Yeah. Probably a lot of coaching, but this is also, like, this is the highest pick we've had in, like... Uh, nine years, Since eight Matt years. Ryan? Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe I think actually we were pretty bad in like 2013 and had a high okay. pick in 2014. Um, but we have the fourth overall pick, and this is the year with no edge defenders. 
None. Mm. No defensive ends to speak of. It's not like we're not getting Chase Young in this draft. I don't know. It's, right. it's just not possible. And honestly, like everybody's like, oh, we take Justin Fields. There's been so much Justin Fields hate the last month. I don't know. Apparently he's just not good anymore. I don't really understand that. One, I don't think we should take a quarterback. We can get three more years out of Matt Ryan. Just be bad for one year after that. Let's try to do something with the three years we right. have left. Right. Um, so I personally would like them to trade back. One of my biggest things, I guess, is that this Kyle Pitts guy looks awesome on paper. He's like a beast and all this stuff. I feel like I'm really quarreling with the idea of us taking a tight end with a fourth guy and or with a fourth pick, and it's a guy I have literally never heard of before this draft stuff started. I don't. Did you know who Kyle Pitts was? Uh, I, like if you had said the name Kyle Pitts, would I have known he was a position player for Florida? Probably not. No, I've heard of. I heard of the other guy for Florida, Kadarius Tony. I'd heard of him. Yeah, I don't know too. where Kyle Pitts came from, and then now all of a sudden he's like the best prospect in the entire draft. So. Like this guy, yeah, is it's kind of athletic specimen. I'm like, uh, we've seen this before. You guys know that, right. right? Yeah, right. Why was he not like a Heisman candidate with a quarterback who like set records for touchdown passes? Why didn't exactly. we exactly. hear more about Kyle Pitts during the season? Yeah, exactly what I'm, I'm saying. With you. Like if he couldn't do that. I mean, he's a tight end. He should be able to, like, especially, I feel like, a dominant tight end, you're going against smaller, slower linebackers in college football than you're going to play in mm. the NFL. You're probably right. playing safeties who can't keep up with you either. If you're this much of an athletic freak and you're not, like, scoring 16 touchdowns and having all this, like, what? I don't understand how you could be that high of a pick. It's probably, it seems like he ends up as, like, a Vernon Davis where, like, Vernon Davis ran like a 4-4 and had like, by all accounts, a fantastic tight end yeah. career, but he was like his measurables at the combines and things like that were insane. put him into the first round. And then it's like, well, how much impact can he actually have as a tight end? I guess I think the, the comparison they're making is Darren Waller, just in terms of like, he's kind of a hybrid tight end wide receiver, but like how much impact does a guy like that have uh, on your team? I don't know. I'm I mean, kind of with you. You're comparing him to Darren Waller, and again, before last year, two years ago, and the Raiders had their freaking, uh, whatever, hard knocks. Nobody knew who Darren Waller was. Like, he Mm-mm. got into a good situation. I guess my comparison, it seems like in my mind, it's happening like an OJ Howard thing. You know, when OJ Howard had that awesome college football yeah. champion playoff game, and then, yeah. like, did really well at the combine, and then they, I think he was a first-round draft pick. Wasn't he, like, pick 14 or 13 or something like that? I think he was, yeah, for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. And then and he's nothing. Yeah, Now he's, he's like, third string behind 40-year-old Gronk and uh, Cameron yeah. Brait. Yep. So uh, Actually, isn't, okay. I'm pretty sure he's on the Browns now. He's on the Browns, yeah, it sounds right. <laughs> I didn't know that. If uh, that's okay. Uh, and then, speaking of other tight end news, I guess it's just that. Your boy, Jordan Reed, retired today, which is sad because I can't draft him in the 14th round in fantasy next year. Jordan Reed was like the ultimate high upside tight end in fantasy that always was concussed. He has mush brains for sure. Those three weeks he was healthy a year, though, fuck, he was good. <laughs> so good. Um, so that's kind of all I have for the Falcons. Yeah. Mostly just so you, please trade back. Just trade back. So you're talking about, yeah, what not to do. Don't take uh, Kyle Pitts and don't take a quarterback. You're thinking. I don't. I, I wouldn't be that mad if they took Kyle Pitts. I'm just really wary, and I feel like I will be pissed later on. I gotcha. don't really want a quarterback. Ideally, you trade with somebody we know is going to be bad. Right. Trade with, uh, let's see, the Lions at 7, 8, I guess, if they trade with the Patriots. Are they uh, set on Jared Goff? Nah. Nah, probably not. Okay, I like that. Yeah. I would say for the Washington football team, first of all, I hope they actually pick a name and don't stick with the Washington football team, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Essentially, I just don't want to trade up. I'd like to roll the dice with Fitzmagic this year. Now, if one of the QBs that everybody's talking about falls to 19... Am I okay with them taking him and then having him sit behind Fitzy for a bit? Sure. I'm okay with if that. If Justin Even Fields if was, or somebody fell to 19, yeah. that would be awesome. 
Trey Lance, Mac Jones, you're kind of like, gosh, I don't know. They kind of scare me a little bit. Mac but again, Jones if he's three. sitting. I know. Well, but at some point, he was getting mocked to the skins at 19 for a long time. But anyway, if somehow one of the big wideouts falls, I'd probably be happy. I doubt mm-hmm. they will. You know, Chase or Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle. I'd, I'd be shocked if that happened. Jamar too. Chase is so sick. Right. So sick. But I'm not like, I'm not. Crazy, like I wouldn't want to trade up for one of those guys. I think um, one of the top offensive linemen is probably who I'd want us to take. The Derrissaw guy from Virginia Tech, or I wouldn't actually mind that Notre Dame linebacker um, just to even further bolster our defense. But ultimately, I just don't want to trade up. That's that's my thing. I did see a mock that had us taking Travis Etienne from Clemson, and I would lose my mind. That would taking a running back would be a horrible pick for the Skins. <sighs> So, God, yeah, I that would uh, that would suck a lot. I love Travis Etienne. Yeah, I think I that he will be a great, great second round draft pick by the Falcons at forty. Okay, now thirty six. That now would be great. Talking. I like. But that. uh, let's see. What do they have him going to? Ooh, they have us taking Javante Williams in the second round. That sounds like a name that belongs in the NFL. And speaking of which, coin, I propose. Something I think we did last year. I think we did. We're going to draft the best or worst. I'm not sure how you're considering them, if they're good or bad. The most notable names of players that are prospects in this year's NFL draft. Are you ready for this? I'm very ready for this, and I believe we did indeed do it last year. And yeah, it's not so much bad as unique, questionable. Or unique. Yeah. <laughs> unique. Not unique necessarily names a... all the time. And yeah. it's not always just like, there's definitely a lot of um, onus put on the first name because that's where you can do a lot of mixing up. But I also like the ones that like first name, last name together, you know, you're getting a little play on it or how it sounds, how it feels to say it all together. The mouthfeel. Unlike exactly. Thresher. Exactly. Like Thresher and Threshold. I totally agree. Threshold. I think my top picks, threshold. I think my top picks are gonna definitely be incorporating the last name, and Same. it's not just focusing on the uh, outlandish first names. Yes, I think as well for me. We'll see. I'm interested I'm sure to see. We'll have I know some you said you have ones we want, but uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, you ready? All right. Yeah. How are we deciding who goes first? I think we're gonna flip. Uh. Coin. Noel, right. do you want to I'll call, call it in there? Yes, please. I don't know. I have your standard say, everyday 1992 it. quarter. Oh, that's a good year. Good year. Tails never fails. Let's go. It's tails. Okay. I don't know if this is your top choice. Uh, with my number one pick, I'm going to go with a senior cornerback out of Nebraska mm-hmm. by the name of DiCaprio Boodle. DiCaprio Boodle? That is his name, yes. DiCaprio is in Leo. I think I missed that one. I, that's B-O-O. not even on my big board. I love it. I don't know where he's at. He was pretty low. He was like number 300 on the big board. So uh, DiCaprio Boodle. There you go. I don't know anything Incredible else. Incredible name. DiCaprio Thank is a strong first name, but Boodle? <laughs> that's like kind of the juxtaposition of the like fancy DiCaprio versus Boodle. So, with my first pick, Noel, I'm going to take a, kind of a mainstream name, actually. Mm. Might surprise you a little bit. I will be taking, in fact, from Michigan, edge defender, Quitty Pay. What is it? Quitty Pay? <laughs> I missed that one, too. Really? It's K-W-I- K-W-I-T-I, or I-T-Y, P-A-Y-E. Quitty Pay. Quitty Pay. I have been waiting on this for a couple of years now because I've been sitting on. I've got to envision exactly how I want the meme to go. But it is a play on Pooty Tang when he says, Tippy Tow on the Quitty Pay or <laughs> Twitty Pay or something like that. And I just want to have that ready and out the door right as he gets drafted. As soon as you said Quitty Pay, I thought of Pooty Tang. Did so you really? Okay. Yeah, I really did. I was, I was like, thinking... it can't just be me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a phenomenal name. Is he like a high prospect? Yeah, he's like a first-round pick. 
Oh my gosh, I totally missed that. I started at the bottom, so hopefully we maybe we don't have a lot of overlap. We'll see. Okay. okay. Obviously a phenomenal pick. Thank you, thank you. This is tough. I'm going to go with, for my next pick, this is tough, this is tough. I'm going to go with a junior wide receiver from Florida State by the name of Tamorion Terry. Um, great one of those ones that feels like they just kept adding on syllables. And uh, and then the, with the last name that sounds like a first name, it makes the first name feel like an adjective. He's He is Tamorion Terry, and uh, it's really phenomenal. <laughs> is that how you say it? Yep, that's exactly how you say it. <clears throat> Couldn't agree more. This was probably going to be one of my top three. I just thought it was, I, when I read it the first time, I was just like, Tamorion Terry. That's just fun. It feels good to say together. If it feels like something that would be in the Key and, key and Peel sketch, exactly. you know it's good. Exactly. It's Morion Terry, Florida State. It's a great pick, Noel. Thank you. What else? I've got a decision here. I don't know which mm-hmm. way you're going to go. I think I'm going to take the one that I like the best that goes together. Okay. So for my second pick, Noel, I will be taking from Virginia Tech, safety. Divine Diablo. <laughs> yes. Incredible to get to combine both heaven and hell in one name. <laughs> w- what an amazing job by his parents. And That's alliteration. And the alliteration. Combine- it's, it Divine is incredible. Diablo. I actually was this close to making that my number two pick, so it was a fantastic choice. I love that as well. Wow. What a name. I had never, ever heard of that before. And then I was like going through the list and I was like, oh my. I saw Divine. I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. Scrolled past for a second. I was like, wait a second. What did I just see? (laughs) Diablo. Divine Diablo. The heavenly demon. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, So far, some fantastic picks. I'm going to go with an interesting pick that uh, is mainly based on the first name. And it's just one that I really like the spelling of um i'm gonna go with an o-lineman from louisiana tech by the name of donovan campbell or perhaps it's donovan campbell and it is spelled d-o-n-a-v-a-u-g-h-n donovan campbell donovan donna Uh, it sounds like two like a donna Vaughn, like middle name, right. first name, middle name. Uh, there could be a hyphen there or something. Right. Uh, just a unique one that I hadn't seen before, and I wanted to reward it. So it doesn't jump off the page at you necessarily, but when you're reading it with the A-U-G-H-N, it really it really sticks out. I like that. Yeah, the, the A-U-G-H-N, just w- when unnecessary, is just mm. uh, an ing- a linguistics flex, if you will, right. I would say, Indeed. you know, Indeed. that's when yes. you're just like, I'm a parent. I can do whatever the fuck I want to. And that's this right. kid's I not going to have anything to say point. about it. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling with how, when I saw this guy listed in the big board, it was just his nickname. And I was like, that can't be somebody's actual name. Mm. So I'm, tra- I'm deciding how much I want to reward that. And did Probably you just look that up? HM on this. Uh, I think okay. I'm gonna go for my next pick is from Oregon State, a linebacker. Hamilcar Rashed Jr. <laughs> I did not see this one either. What is What's his that? name? Hamilcar? <laughs> it's H A M I L C A R R A S H E D junior wow. wow but i guess it's pronounced hamica rashid junior but uh mm. come on it's hamilcar ha- ham <laughs> ham rashed ham rashed that's f- fantastic i think we had a lot of these last year that we were like who was the guy um who was the guy that I was... Oh, I was pronouncing the guy Lamical last year, but it was actually Lamichael. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because <laughs> it's spelled L-A-M-I-C-A-L. So yeah. we're definitely going to mispronounce these, but that's kind of what makes them good. So No doubt. Yeah. Ham the car is great. Okay. Um, my fourth pick 
I'm going to go with a senior tight end out of Georgia by the name of Trey McKitty. That was my next pick. Now, was it Georgia or was it FSU? Oh, right. I don't know. Maybe I wrote it down. Um, his, his name is T-R-E apostrophe. Yeah. I don't know what his, what his birth name is. Um, I didn't look it up. But Trey McKitty is, uh, just rolls off the tongue quite nicely. Ah, that's right. Okay, that's what was messing me up. Oh, the, great, great pick. Just Trey McKitty is just a funny last name. Like, if somebody said their last name was McKitty to me, I'd be like, eh, what? Yeah, what? Uh, played three years at FSU, transferred to Georgia. So, both right. Gotcha. That makes Love sense. it. Uh, yeah. Stole that one for me. I like it. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and take cornerback from Oregon. There's a last-second change right there. Yep. Diamador Lenoir. <laughs> yes. Yes, this had to, he had to be picked. Uh, he had to be picked. It just I it's it's quite the name. It just it's spelled like Commodore. So I'm getting this very when you start to say the name Diamador, it feels like I'm wearing like an 1400s naval English naval outfit. Kind of is what I'm getting, which is kind of what he looks like if you look at his profile picture. He looks like a colonial man. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. The com- the Commodore Diamador. Powdered wig and all. Okay, so we are each at four. We got one more pick each. Each at four, one more. Yep. I'm going to go with a corner as well. This one is a junior out of Wisconsin. Fuck. That's was that who you were leaning? Shit, yeah. <laughs> Rachad Wild Goose. Um, I'm sure it's Rashad, but I like to say it Rachad. <laughs> exactly why I wrote it down, because I R-A- read Rachad. <laughs> R-A-C-H-A-D. And I really hope that uh, he names his son Chase. And then uh, when the teachers announce him. (laughs) Chase Wild Goose. Wild Goose Chase. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, There you go. So that's my fifth pick. Uh, Yeah. I don't even know uh, if I'm regretting it or not. My only regret is not taking Divine Diablo so far. Divine Diablo is one I wanted bad. I'm I'm really considering how much I want to give credit to this middle name. Oh, middle name. Or this nickname. Okay. So he's been listed on it like this on all his sites, so I think I'm just going to take him. Just take him. I'm going to be taking Wop Fillier. Whoa. That's right. And he is a wide receiver out Holy of Indiana. Holy shit. What is, how do you spell yep. it? W-H-O-P. W-H-O-P. Wop. Oh, okay. Whop. I did not realize when I wrote it, I put it down, I was all jacked up. It's Elias D'Angelo Fillier, but he ordered so many Whoppers, BK Whoppers as a kid. People have just been calling him Wop since he was like six. I mean, sometimes when the origin story of the nickname is such a, a great accomplishment, you've, you've earned that nickname. It's almost kind of sad, though. I mean, this kid had to grow up with Burger King? What are you, poor? <laughs> I mean, he <laughs> probably was. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> okay, that has been our top five. I'm sure we've got some mm-hmm. on Menchies. Um, we could go back and forth. On Menchie, I'd like to give to Daryl Slayton an on Menchie. Yep, yep. I'll go next. Uh, I'm going to yep. go ahead and throw one out to Mustafa Johnson. Mustafa. You have to throw Mustafa in there. I'm going to give one to Antoine Simmons, but Antoine is spelled A-N-T-J-U-A-N. Antoine. Mm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and give one to safety out of Florida State, Hamsaw Nasiruddin. <laughs> right. That's the name as well. Yep. yep, Uh, yep. I'd like to shout out Kyle Hemby. Kyle Hemby. K-Y apostrophe (laughs) E-L. Not a joke. (laughs) Uh, That's the best. You gotta mix it up. The original's not good enough. Uh, Um, 
I really like this one. An offensive tackle out of Iowa. Alaric Jackson. <laughs> Alaric, maybe. I'm not really sure. It's A-L-A-R-I-C. <laughs> Is it like Alec and Eric, but they couldn't describe? Yeah, I think so. It's kind or of it's like, like a, a It's like when you're saying a la carte, and it's like a la Rick. <laughs> I was thinking it sounds like an allergy medicine that they would put in mm. advertisements. Yeah. Prescription Alaric. Um, I'm going to take a fun name, Romeo McKnight, an edge mm. rusher from Illinois State. That's just a good name. My last one will be Ramondre Stevenson, running back from Oklahoma. That's R-H-A-M-O-N. O-N-D-R-E. I think I remember him from a Big 12 game or something. Mm-hmm. Ramondre is good. My last on Menchie is Zenade. No, Zionde. I apologize. Zionde mm-hmm. Johnson. Z-E-A-N-D-A-E. So Okay. You want to give picks. your top five real quick? Did you write them down? I did. I'll give them really quick. Yeah. Uh, so one through five is Quitty Pay out of Michigan. Divine Diablo out of... Virginia Tech. Then I took Hamilcar Rasht Jr. of Oregon State. <laughs> then Diamadar Lenoir out of Oregon and Wap Fillier out of Indiana. That's fantastic. I took DiCaprio Boodle, number one. <laughs> Boodle. Uh, I took, I forgot what order I took him in, but uh, Tamarion Terry, number mm-hmm. two. Uh, Trey McKitty, number three. I took Donovan Campbell. Number four, and then Rachad Wild Goose, number five. Um, strong picks, just strong picks all around. I have three really, really quick lists for you on other names, if that's okay, okay. if we have time. Please do, go for it. The father-son division, senior safety out of San Diego State, Dwayne Johnson, Jr. They call him the Pebble. I came up with that, thanks. Is he actually? No. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, now that I think about it, he could be. I actually figured it was just a, the same name. But I didn't I don't actually. Think the Rock has any boys. No, I don't think he does either. Uh, junior D line from AM, Bobby Brown, the third. I'm not sure if he's related. Okay. And then, okay. this is fun. There's a senior running back from North Carolina named Michael Carter. And there's a senior safety from Duke named Michael Carter Jr. I don't know if it's a father-son that played against each other in college in the ACC, but that would be pretty crazy. That would be epic. Talk about the tobacco road rivalry. <laughs> you have to imagine that Michael Carter tackled Michael Carter Jr. at a number of times. At some point, right? Um, the Jalen division. Out of the top... Oh, so many good Jalens this year. <laughs> out of the top 450 prospects on the whatever website I looked at, how many different spellings of Jalen would you guess there were? Six. There is exactly six. It was a fantastic guess. We got Jalen Waddle, J-A-Y-L-E-N. It's not, a, it's not really a guess. I just know Jalen's. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just know Jalen's. Uh, you got Jalen, J-A-E-L-A-N. You got J-A-L-E-N, J-A-E-L-O-N, J-A-E-L-I-N, etc. You know, it is what it is. And then lastly, okay. we're going to rank the Tommies mm. uh, and which one has the best last name. I'm going to go number one, Tommy Tremble. Good name. Okay. Number two, okay. Tommy Togiai. Not bad. I like that one. I know that. Where is he from? Uh, Togiai. Maybe. I know that. One of them's Notre Dame. One of them, I forget. I think that guy's from Notre Dame. Tommy Togiai. Number three is Tommy Doyle, which isn't bad. And then number four is Tommy Kramer. Just not great. Ah, oh, that's Ohio State. Dang it. Okay. Tommy Kramer. And then lastly, the White Award goes to senior offensive lineman from BYU, Chandon Herring. <laughs> Hello, I'm Chandon. I did not look up if he's white. I, I promise you he's white. He's I don't know white. what you mean. He, he is from BYU. Okay, Chandon. that has been our draft analysis. Any other thoughts, Coin? He's not white. No, he's definitely white. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no other thoughts. Just a great overall. The, the NFL draft coming around every year is such a happy time. You don't really have to do anything. And you get to just get mad at your team irrationally. But while everybody else is also mad at their team, it's a good time to be a sports fan. See, and I just talk myself into their pick within 10 minutes, even if I'm yeah, mad. Yeah, you're really initially. quick about it. Yeah, you're really quick I'm about like, it. I'm all in on Dwayne Haskins. Let's go. I'm always mad. I don't think I've ever been happy once. Josh Maybe Doxon, the Matt Ryan pick. Darius Matt Ryan Geist, pick was good. Let's go. Yeah. 
Well, well you I did talk myself Jones. into the Calvin Ridley pick pretty quickly. What about the and Julio Jones pick? Immediately in on the Julio Jones pick. Right. <laughs> so quick. Obviously. You guys are free. Yeah. Okay. Let us know All who right. uh, had the best name draft in, uh, in the podcast. Yeah. Let us know. Hit us back. Talk to us. Let us know if we missed any people. That's important, too. We always looking for the new names. We have uh, multiple name name chats with our friends where we send each other pictures of people who are just Dumb. so happen to know we're playing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, excuse me. That's disgusting. All right, Coin. One other yeah. uh, notable event in sports is the flamethrower that is Stephen Curry. He has been on another planet lately, and we felt like we needed to honor him. So... Um, I assume you probably went and got some stats for me for Steph. Or no? I do. Uh, okay. I do for, for later on, actually, though. Okay. So for then I wrote on. down some stats, but I was going to let you go first. Should I wait? No, go for it. But these, are for, these are for Stumptown stuffs. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. So, listeners, in case you're not an NBA fan, Stephen Curry has been on a crazy tear. So just in the month of April, he's averaging 40.8 points per game. He's shooting over 50% on three-pointers, and he's taking 14 threes a game. So he's literally making seven a game. That's just in the month of April. Over the last five games, he's averaging almost 45 points a game. He's shooting over 55% on three-pointers on 16 and a half attempts. That's right. He is making over nine threes per game over the past five games. A stupid amount. Um, overall this season, he has 263 pointers made. Um, only eight players in the history of the NBA have had more three pointers in an entire season. And Steph has played 50 games this year out of a typical 82 game season. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's stupid hot, but stupid. The numbers don't really tell you how, how hot Steph is. And not everybody's a big sports or numbers guy. So sometimes yeah, you gotta make some perspective here. Gotta put some things in perspective and make some comparisons to everyday things. So what Coin and I decided to do is create a meter, a stephometer, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and we are going to liken it to Smokey the Bear's fire danger color wheel. Correct. And we want to properly weigh just how hot Steph Curry has been the past month. Is that a good way to describe it? I think that's exactly right. We're gonna there's there's all the we got six kind of ranges here. We're gonna mm -hmm. give you an example of what happens in each of those ranges. That's exactly wise. right. Yes. So just for reference, if you don't know the Smokey the Bear wheel, how it typically goes for fire danger is green is low, blue is moderate, yellow is high, orange is very high, red is extreme, and then black with red stripes is catastrophic. Yep. Um, so those are the levels. And we've created lists uh, to liken hotness of Steph shooting to everyday items. So yep. uh, over to you, Coin. What are you starting with? I'm going to start with, uh, right here with, with the low, the green here. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say that green is like, you know, when the heat your breath makes when you go <sighs> against cold hands. <laughs> That's what I'm likening <laughs> green to. Okay. I really appreciate that. Um not super hot, but certainly you're feeling the warm. Yes, yeah, certainly you're getting a little bit warm, but it's it's not that hot. All right, would you believe that I cheated and added a category below green? I would not be remotely shocked. All right, I added a category that's just not hot at all. The color would either be white or brown, purple, pink. What would you think? Not hot at all. White feels like it feel would be like really hot. It's got to be white, but oh. for some reason, I'm really leaning like baby blue. Okay. Ba Ooh, I like that. It's like ice cold, right? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So baby blue goes to Hot Pockets. Um, it really drives me insane that their whole advertising campaign is based on them being irresistibly hot when they spend the majority of their lifetime frozen. Um, you throw anything into a microwave for two minutes, and it's going to be hot. So it's right. not nothing that they did to make the Hot Pocket hot. So not hot as Hot Pockets. Really? See, this is this is definitely something I considered is uh, throwing Hot Pockets on here as something when, something you hot. know. Yeah, something hot. Well, it could I have like been. This, I like this slant. Okay. Well, then let me, I'll throw you my green now. Green is low, and I'm going to go with the little red shriveled up peppers that come in a helping of uh, General Tso's chicken. 
and oh. uh, because they're like pretty hot. You take a bite of one of those things, you go, okay, that's pretty hot. Sometimes they're, right. they're pretty damn hot. They don't like, you know, set your mouth on fire, but pretty hot. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay. So I like the one with the general sows there. I mean, I'm a big frozen Asian food guy. So okay, yeah, mull in on that. Okay, good. All right, so what do you got for blue? All right, so for moderate slash blue is uh, that little bit of bacon grease that splashes against your arm when you're cooking in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just like, ah, ooh, that's pretty hot, but it's not really like going to make you step away by any means from cooking said bacon. I could say every time that happens to me, instead of ah, ooh, I say motherfucker is what I say. Do you? Quite loud. Okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but yes. So you think that, do you think that's too low? Man? No, not at all. No, no. Okay. I, I, I over exaggerate things quite a bit. Um, blue for me, I'm going to go with Hansel from Zoolander, uh, because oh. he is so hot right now. <laughs> that Hansel, <laughs> so hot right now. That's all I have to say about that. Hey, what else do you need to say? <laughs> Not so hot. Nothing at all. Okay. Um, the high, high for me, so yellow, is... It's 95 degrees out, and you just got done drinking a little bit, and you, you get back in your car, and the seatbelt touches your tricep as you're sitting down oh. like by the, by the uh, steering wheel, and it burns the fuck out of your tricep, and you get all pissed off, and then you have to like angrily hook your phone up to play the music. Mm-hmm. That's, that's high. That's get, we're getting really hot. That's pretty hot. Yeah, it's getting hot. The right yellow now. hot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that. Mine is... Uh, uh, Going back on your trend of literal hot, literal temperature hot. Mine is the sauce on a DiGiorno pizza when you take it out of the oven and then immediately put it into your mouth without letting it cool down at all. And it burns the fuck out of the roof of your mouth. Is that on your list? Good pick. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is. Oh, I apologize. I took it for you. That's okay. No, okay. you're good. You're good. You're good. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's all good. It's good. That's, go- that's the great that's pick, yellow obviously. hot. Okay. All right. See, it's going to be different, though. It'll be a slightly different. Okay. Good. DiGiorno is a little, little uh, more tame. Okay. Uh, very high I have right here is Steph Curry absolutely raining fire on every team in the NBA. I feel like this is the right spot for him. Definitely just, you know, absolutely nuts. Nobody is hotter in the league right here. Honestly, we didn't really talk about it yet, but if the entire point of basketball is putting the ball in the hoop and being able to do it from better from further back than most people, like, there's an argument like nobody's ever been better at putting the ball in the hoop than Steph Curry. He's good at putting the ball in the hoop. Yeah. The best, right. perhaps. Yeah. Right. What do you got next, Noel? For orange, I'm going to go with Prime Eva Mendez as my very hot... Such a uh, good pick. <laughs> uh, that's all... Again, not a lot of explanation needed. I mean, Are you thinking of a specific movie? You, oddly enough, I'm kind of thinking... The other guys, even yeah, though I that's a little past his prime, but like Mark Wahlberg continually talks about how scalding hot she is. Um, training day, uh, Hitch. Hitch, uh, she is real hot. Wicked in hot in Hitch, right? Yeah, exactly. So there you go. I like that. Uh, I was going back and forth, wrestling back and forth a lot on who I wanted to make. Mm-hmm. Like if I wanted to do just hot chick as one of my hot. Of course, yeah, of course. Who were you leaning? It probably, funny enough, might have been Eva Mendez <laughs> oh or gosh. Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider mm. era. So that was kind of my jam. Okay, fair enough. I like Mr. and yeah. Mrs. Smith. Angelina's pretty good. Yeah. You think so? Yeah, I thought so. Okay. Yeah. I think that's pretty, probably pretty within close. like four years of each other. Probably. Yeah. Um, all right, extreme heat for me. This is the red. This is where we're getting like real dangerous. Right. So this is... Uh, 10 to 12 year old laptop when trying to load up a porno and it starts making that <laughs> sound and it's getting like real hot against your skin. Like that is hot. Let me I just, wouldn't know. I've heard. I've heard. Let me just clarify their laptop is 10 to 12 or it's when you're 10 to 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very clear. The laptop is 10 to 12 years old and you're trying to load up some questionable filmography, some from, from some, uh, not so kosher sites. <laughs> Maybe from your laptop's <laughs> really questioning all of your life choices all at once. That is so hot. So I've, hot. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
All right, I think in in looking back, I think I've got this too high, but I'm taking Steph at Extreme Heat at red, um, just mm-hmm. based on the reasons that you said. He's he's scalding hot and raining down fire upon. I love that. Peasants. No, it's he's that hot right now. It's fair. It's fair. It's hot right now. Okay. So my final my final area I put as Satan's anus. <laughs> oh, that's right. I didn't mention to the listeners that we're renaming catastrophic. So. Yeah, we renamed Catastrophic as Satan's Anus. Satan's Anus. Okay, I like that. This is... Ooh, I think I might change it last second. Mm. I'm trying to decide if it's hotter or not. Okay. You can give me both. All right, what's going to be hotter between the two of... Mine was going to be first bite of the tombstone pizza you overcooked while drunk and then took a bite of immediately. It's like, you know, like that very tip piece that is just like... Mm. Bang! Burns the shit out of your your mouth. Yes, right. Tombstone. Tombstone's a little more thin than uh, the genre. Okay, I appreciate that. I appreciate the attention to detail. I just went with the the well-known one, but you went with the actual hotter one. So, great. So, second option is the hot snakes that come out after a long night of drinking and Diablo sauce from Tire Taco Bell. Oh my gosh! Talk about divine Diablo. Am I right? (laughs) Uh. Oof, that's tough. I probably hot go with the, the morning hot after drinking. Yeah, yeah, I think I would too. The morning dads, morning dads after eating Taco Bell and drinking a bunch of Fireball and rum. Oh my gosh, that's brutal. That may be <laughs> yeah. the hottest thing on the menu. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Uh, my catastrophic. I'm renaming in quotes. It's so damn hot. Milk was a bad choice. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with my fiance Katie's normal shower temperature is the hottest thing on my, uh, on my list. <laughs> that good, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not hot as in sexy hot. I'm talking about. No, no, no. I mean, just like that, that high up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's the worst. It's miserable. There's a, I was talking about this recently, I think with Nikki about like, uh, at my parents' house, mm-hmm. the, the water temperature in the bathroom like just just the upstairs sink the second you turn it on is just like blistering your hands so hot it's ridiculous <laughs> i don't understand it and like the showers take like 30 seconds to get warm still but this one sink is just like <laughs> and fuck your hands it's like, that's like how it feels right when you turn it on wow just directly connected to the hot water heater I guess. yeah exactly okay there you have it there is the stephometers for Hot, hotness, heat. Heat stephometers. Mm, heat stephometers. The right yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is very hot in here right now. Just just for, so you're aware. So hot and... Right oh, you know what would have been a good area is wherever Nelly was during that song. Or the girl in the song who is having to take her clothes off. She must be very hot. Right. So hot. So hot right now. So hot right now. Okay, coin. Yeah. Uh, what time is it now? It is, looks like it's 10.33. Sounds like it might be time for a little bit of hemp That's right. No, it is time for a little game of a stump town. Back after a two-week hiatus, I believe I got last week. So it was the last time's the Shaq and Kawhi question. That is the one, yes. That's the most recent stump town. A great, a great, 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 great stump town. Thank you. I will also be doing an NBA question for you, Noel, like exactly. we just did with the Steph Curry stuff. I was hoping you didn't look up too many things, but it sounds like you may have left me some wiggle room. As we just showed, Steph is hot as hot can be, shooting 43% from three for the season. That's mm-hmm. not even including, like, just for the season as a whole, which is a lot. No good. Um, on 12 attempts per game, making more than five a game on a pace that would actually break his old record of over 400 if this were a full season. What's almost even crazier is that there are 12 people ahead of Steph this season shooting better percentage from three, including Joe Ingles at 49%, Marcus Morris at 48%, and Joe Harris at 47.7%, all of which are top 25 marks all time from three. Okay. But... It still doesn't even compare to the volume that Steph is putting up because he's shooting as much as about as Ingles and Harris combined. Wow. 
That volume is what has enabled Steph to lead the league in total three-pointers made in five years and on pace to do it for his sixth time. But there have been years where he didn't lead the league in threes. Since the year 2000, 14 different players have led or co-led the NBA in total three-pointers made. Two, other than Curry, have done it more than once. What I would like from you, Noel is to name the two players that have done it more than once and just one. One more of any of the other ones that have led the league in threes. Coin, I think I have to fess that I think my research overlapped with this. And oh, I think I'm going to get this nice and easy, but... It's okay. That's all right. One that I would have guessed, regardless, irregardless, would have yep. been James Harden. Of course, yes. Okay. For the last three years before this one, James Harden led the league in three-pointers. And this is in the past how many years? 20 years, so since 2000. Got it. I'm just going to go crazy here and go on a limb, and I'm going to guess an old guy. I'm going to guess Ray Allen. Absolutely one correct, time. Noel. Or is he a, multi- is he a multi-time guy? Multi-time. Mm. That's three. Three times since the year 2000, Ray Allen has won. Is that, and then I have to get one more guy who did it once? You gotta get one more guy, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go with Buddy Hield. Mm, a great guess. That is not true, though. <laughs> Dang it, okay. So I didn't specifically look at who led the league in threes, but I looked at the all-time largest number of threes in a season, and Buddy was on there a couple times, so I was hoping Buddy maybe Ball. he led it. Yeah. How would he have led within the last eight years when Steph and James won it, though? Uh, well, I mean, Steph's been hurt, but yeah, I get it, I get it, I get it. Okay, so maybe I, this isn't going to be as easy as that. The other ones, I will say, are pretty fucking hard. <laughs> I'm going to go with who led the league in threes in the past 20 years. I'll give you one more guess, then I can give you a bunch of teams, and you can pick out which we like. Okay. There was two different players from Orlando. I'll give you that. Okay. Well, I'll just go off of that hint, and I'm going to guess Richard Lewis. That is correct, Noel. In 2008-2009, Richard Lewis led the NBA in three-pointers made with 220. You could not be stumped. So some of the other notable ones, I guess, would have been Kyle Korver in 2005, mm. did yeah. it with Philly. Um, and then would have been tough, but it might have came to mind for me if you just said Orlando, was Ryan Anderson in 2012. I don't know if I would have got that. Probably not. Yeah, really tough. And then uh, Gilbert Arenas once in 2007. Oh, my guy, Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then the other one, if I would have said Sacramento, what do you think you would have guessed? If you knew it wasn't Buck. Peja. Yeah, Peja in 2004. Okay. So, so uh, I, my, my research really didn't, really didn't factor in because I feel like I would have guessed Harden and Ray Allen would have been my two guesses. And then uh, yeah, I, didn't sure. know, I, I didn't know. I think most people would have. Yeah. I needed, I needed your needed. hint, though. I don't think I would have gotten any of those without a hint. So Some of these are so... 2011, Darrell Wright for Golden State. No clue. 2010, Aaron Brooks did it. Jay Rich. Aaron Brooks. Roger Bell. Houston Rockets out of Oregon. Yep. Tiny guy? That's him. I remember him. Key Rich um, and Antoine Walker. Yikes. Those are tough. Those are very yeah, tough. Yeah, really hard. I think you gave me a hint. <laughs> like, which is funny because I feel like looking... This is from 2012 back. Yeah. These are all nobodies. I can't imagine for the rest of the NBA that the person leading the league in threes is going to be like a nobody. Yeah, I mean, it could be like a Duncan Robinson or like somebody, but but he then becomes notable. I don't know if like those guys back then were getting accolades or getting uh, heralded right. for being That's leading fair. the league in threes. P- people care about threes a lot more now. So, yeah. I right. saw that like Paul George had like one of the top six three pointers made seasons ever, which was pretty surprising, but yep. Okay. Nice stump town coin. Thank you. You got it. Very well done. Noel. Okay, well, that's going to do it for another episode of The Rookie Show. The Rookie Show. You can follow us at Rookie Show Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Where can they follow you, you can. Coin? You can follow me uh, at both KingCoin 
on Instagram and Twitter. I did like a little bit of accent right there on accident. That was weird. <laughs> you can follow me at the cream filling on Twitter. You can follow me at C Travis Snow on Instagram. C of course stands for catastrophic. Whoa. <laughs> All right. So who's going to play us out? I was thinking, um, what about Len? Steal my sunshine. Play us out, Len. Len. Play us out, Len. <laughs> All right. All we'll right. see everybody. See ya. Peace. Hey, Matt. Yeah, Sam. Hey, have you talked to Mark lately? Uh, I haven't really talked to him, but he looks pretty uh, down. <laughs> he looks pretty uh, down. Yeah, well, maybe we should cheer him up then. What do you uh, suppose we should do? Well, does he like butter tarts? I was lying on the grass a Sunday morning of last week, indulging in my self Cheers.